welcome to my first podcast episode. This will be Whole Health with Sarah Lynn Romo. I am going to spend some time giving you a little bit of background on what a health coach is, my personal journey with wellness, and a couple of services that you can expect from my business moving forward if you're interested in working together. I currently share content on my Instagram at Sarah Lynn Romo, and you can find more about my work on my website, which is sarahlynromo.com. I am also newly on TikTok, which is Sarah Lynn Romo Health. And I decided to add this podcast to the mix because it's something I've always wanted to do. And I think it will really help create more in-depth conversation and a space for honesty. So first, I'm going to kind of dive into what exactly a health coach is because it is a newer field and I get a ton of questions all the time. So as defined by my school, which is the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, also known as IIN, they define a health coach as a supportive mentor who helps clients feel their best through food and lifestyle changes with personalized one-on-one encouragement. So this definition is exactly what drew me to this field, and I think the holistic approach to wellness is extremely important. Our health system, especially in America, has been so focused on prescriptions and occasionally weight loss for an eternity. And those two things can be important, but I have learned from my own experiences along with my education that there really is so much more to true wellness. I was always turned off from wellness because I thought it was only diet and exercise. And at the times when I really could have used these skills, I didn't care enough to work out or eat healthy. So I thought that I wouldn't be able to find myself in wellness. I also didn't see myself represented in these spaces. It tends to be very skinny and very whitewashed. Um, And I think it can be very hard for people who don't fit into those molds and those standards to feel like they belong. So what I'm passionate about is really balancing the important areas of our lives first. And that way, the desire to increase nutrient-dense, balanced meals and joyful movement really just comes naturally. When I speak about these important areas of our life, I am talking about the circle of life, which is composed of 12 categories. Today, I'm going to share with you the four major categories, which are relationships, spirituality, career, and physical activity. The other eight areas are an extension of those, um, and we will dive into each of the 12 areas over time, but today is just kind of an introduction, so I don't want to um, overwhelm you with these areas, and it is very easy to become overwhelmed when we think about tackling these areas of our lives and creating balance, so when you invest in a health coach, you're really investing in someone that will guide you and hold you accountable. And that can really be the missing piece to finally create the sustainability in your overall health and wellness. So I said I would share a little bit about my journey with wellness, which is a little long, so bear with me. But 
I think it's interesting to share and it's important for me to be transparent about where I've been, what I've tried, where I am now and what's working for me and how that relates to my passion in this field. So in my own journey with wellness, I really struggled with consistency and simply showing up for myself. I battled with disordered eating, mental illness, insomnia, relationship struggles, high stress levels, and major career dissatisfaction, to name a few. Um, But with these experiences, I finally dug myself out of the hole for good. And I can confidently say that, which is very exciting, but that's exactly what I want to spread to the rest of the world. I learned the hard way that we will never be able to make an impact on the world or maintain healthy relationships and joy until we truly take care of ourselves. And I think it seems really trendy and trivial to bring everything back to this idea of self-care, but in reality, radical self-love and acceptance is the key to change. And our society has capitalized off of our self-hatred for too long and we don't have to put up with it any longer. So I'm sharing my story in hopes to empower you to be honest with yourself um, and to prove that like we can all create the life we imagine. The work starts within us. So with that, I start by sharing that I have struggled with eating disorders since my adolescence and I do tend to shy away from talking about this for a few reasons. One, it's scary. Two, I'm not a professional or expert on eating disorders. And three, it's really triggering for people to talk about and hear about. So I would never want to trigger someone with my story. But I will share a little bit that I have battled anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorders throughout the course of my life. And alongside this, I've also struggled with anxiety and depression. About four years ago, I decided to get on antidepressants because my mental illness was causing so much harm in my relationship. And when I got on the antidepressants, they suppressed my fullness cues. And this is really where my binge eating began. I actually gained 60 pounds in three months. And weight gain is really scary it's stressful. It's honestly a little bit traumatic, especially when it happens that quickly. And I really, I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. My clothes didn't fit anymore. My self-confidence was at an all-time low and I literally could not stop eating. I was filling all of the voids in my life through food. At the same time, I got promoted at my retail job into a role that I had idolized for a really long time. Um, but once reality set in, I really became overly stressed. I did not sleep for six months straight. I was horrible to my wife. I was in a negative headspace and I couldn't get myself out. I eventually, um, got off of the antidepressants and you know how life happens. I had to take a three month family leave from my job. And when the time came back that I should have been going back to work, I literally physically could not bring myself to do it. So I took some time off. I stepped into a lower paying, low stress retail job that worked better for my needs and I ended up landing a perfect job. 
It was still in fashion, what I loved. It was less hours, less stress, and more pay. And it felt like life was finally lining up for me. And I don't think it's great to put so much value into our job, but I do think having a job that you love or finding a way to love the career that you're in is really integral in our wellness because we spend so much time at work. And when we're not at work, we're trying to course correct for the stress from work. So with that, it really felt like life was lining up and I kind of continued on this path. And as things started lining up, the new year came around and I decided for the first time in my life that I would make a few resolutions. Um, I had three very simple New Year's resolutions. First was to stop being so lazy. I was tired of being lazy and messy, not caring about getting ready for work, being a lazy spouse, and I didn't even cook or clean. I'm sorry to my wife. The second was... To stop giving up on myself. I was so tired of giving up on myself. I knew I should go back to therapy, start journaling, be consistent with my yoga practice. And I would pick up these healthy habits for two weeks and then drop them back off to go back to my unhappy and unhealthy self. My third, and I think most important, was have less diarrhea. I knew that I had several food sensitivities, but quite frankly, I didn't care. I thought the opposite of an eating disorder was this ultimate food freedom and I thought that meant I should eat whatever I wanted even if it made my body feel horrible and I've learned now that that's not true eating disorder recovery doesn't have to mean that and we should never eat things that make us feel like shit okay I take that back you can indulge in it once in a while but overall we should be caring for our bodies in a way that is productive right? And makes us feel good. Um, so I started implementing some new things and I was listening to a lot of self-help podcasts. I was reading books. And during that time I had heard this quote and I really wish I could tell you who said it or where I heard it, but I honestly can't remember. Um, you know how they say we don't always remember the details of what someone said, but we sure remember how it made us feel. This was one of those. Um, I heard someone say, you need to stop giving up on yourself. If you had a friend that treated you and talked to you the way that you treat yourself, you would not be their friend. And I don't know why, but that's when my light bulb really went off. I was being a horrible friend to myself. So, like I said, this continued that progress of eating better and learning to listen to my body and reading and learning all these new things. And I soon stepped into another transition and I hired a personal trainer. I thought hiring a trainer would really help me learn about my body and my needs and how to nourish my body, how to move my body in a way that worked well for me. But unfortunately, I was extremely disappointed with this experience and this personal trainer will remain nameless and I don't mean any shade in what I'm about to say because I think that we all do the best that we can with the knowledge that we have but I want to share this story because I want you to feel empowered if you ever find yourself in this kind of situation I want you to feel empowered to speak up for yourself and take control and responsibility of your well-being so 
With this trainer, I was really honest about my struggles with eating disorders, and I said that my goal was not weight loss, but that I really wanted to learn about my body and how to move it in an effective way. I was sold on the idea that this would be a personalized program and a great fit. I was soon disappointed when the personalized meal plan was not personalized at all and was full of gluten and dairy. Even though I told her I was intolerant to these, this made me realize that her plan was the same for everybody. It also required me to download my fitness pal and start tracking my calories and macronutrients, which was not good for me. Um, when she brought this up, my gut was like, oh my God, no. Right. But my disordered eating brain was like, oh yeah. Um, she convinced me to get a food scale and measuring cups and to track my food and plan my meals out for the week. And this created, um, a cycle of restriction yet again, because when we struggle with eating disorders, that's kind of the mindset that our brain tends to stay in. So alongside this personalized meal plan was also a personalized workout plan that I soon realized was also not personalized. I struggle with asthma and I had never lifted weights before and I didn't really feel like I got an introduction. I feel like she pushed me way too hard. I would often get dizzy. I would get chest pain. I threw up a few times and I didn't feel like she was tailoring her program to meet my needs. I felt like she wanted me to fit into her mold. And I think her mold was these warped ideas of diet and exercise, which just looking back now was really diet culture and a facade of this personalized experience. And like I said, I don't mean to say this to talk shit and that I think we all do the best we can with the knowledge we have. And it just goes back to how much diet culture really has conditioned all of us. Um, it's honestly just sad. So once my three-month contract was up, I did not re-sign with her. And at that time, I just didn't have the courage to tell her why I wasn't re-signing. And I do regret that because I still carry that resentment and I wish I had been able to get it off my chest. I also could have maybe changed her perspective on things and taught her something. Um, but I chose not to, which is something that I still kind of struggle with. So when I stepped away from working with her, I started doing this on my own and I started finding different workouts that I actually liked and I started making meals that felt good in my body and nourished my body and I just kind of started feeling better. So I continued, I kept my head up, I persevered and I ended up finding my way towards spirituality. So I didn't grow up in a spiritual or religious setting at all and I always just thought it wasn't for me but I just slowly started accepting this idea that there was a higher power who had my best interest, who had a plan for me, and this unconditional love for me. And I know we all have our own beliefs on this, this subject, which is totally valid and respectable, but the more I really started feeling aligned with these ideas, I realized there was no harm, and it really started to change my view of myself. And 
I used to think like if there was a God, he made a mistake with me because I'm gay and I've struggled with mental illness. Like how could there be a God that has creates cancer and all of these things used to be my mentality, but it just kind of added up for me one day. I realized like I wasn't a mistake. None of us are. And we all have to go through things to ultimately find ourselves and hopefully serve others in an impactful way. Um, so with my spirituality, I started reading this daily devotional. It's called New Morning Mercies, if you're interested. But it allowed me to incorporate this bit of spirituality into my everyday life. And it allowed me to become curious about these stories of Jesus and the Bible and things that I just never knew about. Um, and what was important to me is that I began to make my own ideas rather than seeking out those of society or other religious groups. And I started reading this devotional in the morning and I would write my thoughts. And then I started journaling more. I'd add my prayers, some gratitude, my goals. And I honestly started feeling better when I would get up in the morning because I had something to look forward to. And over several weeks, I just started adding more habits into my morning. I actually started working out in the morning rather than the afternoon. I started making a nourishing breakfast every day, which I didn't used to do. And then I would drink my coffee, go to my Devo and my journal. I would make my bed. I would get up earlier. It all just like started adding up for me. I had always idolized this perfect morning routine. And now that it was a part of my life, I understood why so many people preach about it and talk about the importance of it, which will end up being its own episode. But this is something that really created a huge shift in me. I started feeling more balance, more energy, less pain, more joy, more happiness, and more purpose. And once we feel purpose, that's when things really start to align. So once I found that purpose, it was like I was led straight to health coaching. I just kept finding these health coaches who attended IIN, and I took this life-changing course from a health coach and I actually let it change my life and my mindset instead of convincing myself this won't work for me this wasn't made for me um it really did work and yes I still have bad days I still eat fast food and I still wake up depressed and anxious sometimes but I've learned how to reach into my toolbox and rest or journal or go to my therapist or all of these other things that have supported my healing and my wellness. Um, And I just started to realize like, this is wellness. This is the point. It's really caring for ourselves in a way that works for us as an individual. It's being able to pick ourselves back up after a shitty day rather than hating ourselves and going back to old habits. It's investing in different things like our creativity, our mental health, our joy, our relationships. I used to spend all my money on clothes and shoes and alcohol to cover up my pain. Now I invest in therapy and organic groceries to heal myself. And I just realized that all of these tiny habits became sustainable and integrated into my day-to-day life. Like that is the wellness. Wellness isn't eating perfectly clean and going for a three-mile run five days a week. I mean, it might be for you, but I know it's not for me. And that's the point. Wellness is what makes you feel the best every day. So my experiences led me 
to pursue health coaching as a career because I just feel like I have this burning secret and I want everyone to know everyone deserves to feel good and that's what we're going to do together. We're going to take accountability for ourselves and our well-being in order to impact the world. My ultimate goal is to spread these ripple effects of wellness to as many people as I can in my lifetime. I want to serve clients who haven't seen themselves represented in this industry, who have turned away because they didn't think they deserved it. I want to guide others to sustainable wellness through whatever that means for them. And I plan to create a variety of ways I can work with other humans so I can truly meet everyone where they're at. A little bit about my services that I'm currently offering um, these customized sustainable wellness sessions where we look at the three major um, areas in the circle of life that you want to improve. And I help you improve that. I help you find your power to improve that. Um, I'm building out my one-on-one coaching program. I'm going to start doing virtual wellness workshops and all of that. So if you're interested in any of those services to come, I definitely recommend following me on Instagram. And you can also sign up for my email list for updates on these services that will come. But my point isn't to sell you on my services at all. My point is to tell you that we are all in this together. And I'm so excited to be in this journey with you. I'm excited to be podcasting with you. And I will always leave you with this message every time. And that is, you deserve to feel good every day.